T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studio, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. This is Chicago's number one and most listened to sports station. 670 The Score is Chicago Sports. Chicago Sports is The Score. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. And Odyssey Station. The Score! Again, fans like to show up. <laughs> what do they call it? Fashionably late. Yeah. Some people mm. just think it's not cool to show up at game well, time. I'm not part of that group, by the way. I, I, well, I'm glad. You know. Yeah, it, as a broadcaster, we really should be here. Here's the first the... thing: is not overrated <laughs> when you're a broadcaster. This pitch is high, two and two. But he, even when I was a fan, Ron, and I know you're the same way. Yeah. We were the opposite. We would get there three hours early yeah. to watch batting practice and infield practice and everything else. Call me crazy, but I love when Ron Coomer and Pat Hughes are there for the first inning. It is Matt Spiegel here with you on Hit and Run on 670 The Score. And Ron joins us right now on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Home of the world's largest sports book, a little Chicago for Coombe, who was out there in L.A. after the Cubs fall to the Dodgers last couple of nights in the late innings. But that is not the only focus of the phone calls, the outcome of a couple of ball games on the West Coast. Coombe, I love talking to you. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing, I'm doing great, Maddie. How are you, buddy? I'm good. So that was uh, that call screener, that assistant call screener uh-huh. you just heard, yeah, that was my son. Um, I don't know if he ever made that, made you aware of that as he was talking. You guys were in a conversation there for a little while. We were. I did not, but I, I had my suspicions, let's put it that way. So I was, you know, I I was wondering if we, if Ruben and I were going to do the interview this morning, which would have been fine. He's obviously as capable as the two of us, so... <laughs> Yeah, he's just capable of making words come out and absolutely yeah, pointing right. his pointing his face yeah. towards the microphone yeah. uh, without a doubt. But yeah, I, I you know they gave me a job. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, Coom, you you are the guy uh, the most qualified among anybody that I have talked to uh, this morning, and certainly anybody of the four people here right now with all that big league experience. You as a ball player, I, I got to tell you. Um, talked to Steve Greenberg last week on the show, the author from the Sun-Times and an old friend, because I thought his article about you was just so wonderful. I was so glad to see everything kind of consolidated and all there together 
um, for people to know like the full story of of your 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 youth and coming up and I don't know um, and 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 getting there. It was just really wonderful to have together, and I I think the world of you, and I was thrilled. It was one of those things that like I just I took my time reading it. I just like. All right, let me read a little now. All right, let me go away. I'll come back to it. I knew I didn't want to swallow it all in one gulp, you know? So it was great great to learn that stuff. Um, and I hope you heard from a lot of folks who learned some stuff about you in that article. Yeah, yeah. And Steve did a great job, and he did a lot of research, you know? And I, I was not anticipating it being a pretty in-depth conversation about my life in, in total. I thought it'd be much more about my baseball life and that, but, but to his credit, he did a lot of research. He knew quite a bit about me and, and it was great. And, you know, I loved going back to my old neighborhood and walking the old city parks. And, you know, we met at a, at a kind of a neighborhood hangout next to the park where I grew up. And um, so it was really cool and it was fun. And, you know, some, some things aren't always, you know, the way you'd want them to be, but that's life, you know, and he asked me specific questions and, you know, I just don't think it's right. If you agree to doing a feature like that, you tell the truth, right? I, I just, you know, you can not tell some things, but he had some information and, and it was good information. It's nothing terrible. So, you know what I mean? You just, you, you go about it and you tell your story and, yeah. you know, the story, the story is what it is. It's, it hasn't changed. And I had some great times in those parks, you know, we also had some tough times, like a lot of families that go through divorce and some other things. And, you know, so it was fine. I, you know, um, but you know, a lot of great memories of hanging out, um, in those parks. And then we went to my high school field and, yeah. you know, in Lockport and that was really cool. And, you know, kids are playing out there and, you know, it's, it's just a fun, it was a fun day. And, and Steve is a really nice guy. It was good to get to know him a little better. I see him around the park, but you know, you got to, you know, when you hang out with somebody all day, you, you get to know him, right? And he, he's a very nice guy and uh, very, always read his stuff. He's very good at what he does. Coom, um, the, you know, anytime you get a chance to tell the truth like that, it can be a powerful thing. So um, thank you for doing it, you know? Um, and, and I got to, like, as the father of a, of a son where we go out and we play ball, um, the image of you wearing your glove and holding your dad's glove when he walks in the door, coming back yeah. after the, him coming back after the long haul driving, that got me. That got me good. It just and the way you talked about that, your dad hitting fungos to you so deep into the outfield, and like and that'll that'll teach you to not be afraid of the ball when the ball's way up in the air and it's coming down um, at, at you. I, I think the quote was like, "Your dad was so competitive with you as you guys played." that it wasn't until after high school that you ran into anybody who gave you more of a run for your money, you know? Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that, that is a powerful gift um, in, its, in its own way, isn't it? That, that, that made you tough enough to handle everything you had to handle to get to the big leagues in a lot of ways. It, it, it did, Matt. But, and I think that was much more of a common occurrence years ago and then the generations before me than it probably is now. And maybe for the good too, you know, some for the good back then, some maybe not so good, but, but, you know, um, my dad was very competitive. He was a, you know, he was a real good athlete. He was a bodybuilder and weightlifter and boxer. 
and loves loves sports, loved baseball, loved the Bears, loved the Cubs. He didn't really love the Cubs. He liked the Cubs. <laughs> he had no choice but to like the Cubs because I like the Cubs. <laughs> but he was a Sox and Yankees guy too, and we would go. But you know, he if if I was willing to play, he was willing to come out, and I was always willing. I mean, literally had gloves in hand when he'd come get out of his car, and we'd be it's it's not time for you to go in the house and hang out. It's time for us to play ball. That's what that's the deal, and that's what we did. And you know, we did it for a long time. Yeah, I uh, as a dad who sometimes wonders, should I be yelling at my kid when he doesn't hit the glove? Should I be yelling at him? You know, like I I, I try to figure out that balance. So maybe it has changed. I don't know if it's for the good. Uh, I don't know. Frankly, I don't know about yeah. that one. I, 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 I would agree. I think there's some there's some tough love that that went on in the Coomer household about me playing that. Um, turned me into a big league ball player. Yeah. To be quite frank, I mean, you know, I dealt with knee injuries all my baseball career. Um, I dealt, All players deal with all these things. And how do you deal with them and can you get through them? And I think um, having some of that tough love as an athlete, as a kid for my dad, yeah. you know, you, you A, you don't make an excuse because oof, that would be – then the – you know, the rest got to come down on you. You're, you're not doing that. So you learn that lesson real early. Yeah. Um, and you just learn to deal with things and how to overcome them. And, you know, and then there was, you know, there was affection and love afterwards, you know. But in the moment when we we're playing, it was perfection. And um, it really, you know, yeah. as we know, baseball is not a perfect game when you're playing it. But it taught me how to play. That's for sure. The uh, the one other thing I can't get out of my head, I actually brought it up yesterday to somebody, is the – that the, whichever kid it was on your high school team who was kind of breaking the rules a few times and they made him go run laps a lot. <laughs> and then you choosing to go run laps with him and talk to him, you know? And the, the phrase that Steve used was that changed his trajectory. You know, it's like you, you choosing to be that guy. You told me a story once about Kevin Brown uh, with the Dodgers, you know, about – uh, about brownie struggling and you like rallying some guys to go out for, for drinks with Kevin Brown instead of like making him feel worse. You know, it's like, that's, that, that's, that's beautiful. That's beautiful stuff. Where, where, where's that from? Where does that come from? Coom? I think it's same, same place. You know, I think leadership comes from, I, you know, I, I guess, I guess it does, you know, you, you, you want to be the guy that, you know, is, is making things better. Right. I mean, if you, if you see a situation, I mean, you know, that was my last year in Los Angeles, you know, and kind of fitting that I'm sitting here in LA waiting to call a game today. But, you know, those are things that happen. You just, you know, that, you know, in high school, that was a buddy that, you know, made a bad choice and she all showed up to practice late. And either you run 10 miles or you, you're off the team. Well, we needed them to be on the team. <laughs> you know, that's just that simple. You know, Brownie was a guy, he was our number one starter. You know, we did a few things. I, you know, there might have been a little manipulation of the radar gun um, in game, so it helped our number one starter feel a little better about his fastball. Could that happen? Possibly. Um, you know, just saying, that's that's a possibility. Those things can possibly happen. You know, but that's just the way things went back then, and you just, you know, 
It's all good. Uh, <laughs> that is phenomenal. Well, I mean, the, the, those two things, the, the competitiveness and the teammate, um, the teammate ship, the teammate aspect of it. That's that's you, man. So, you know, it, it was it was it was great to read. Um, that's for sure. I um, hey, let me ask you a couple quickies about about this team that, that you're watching out mm-hmm. there on the West Coast. Um, boy, I like everything Morell does. I, I like the, I don't know I don't know what it is, man, but like yeah, just the way he catches a pop up uh, in in shallow in shallow center with two outs and the bases loaded quickly and with some flair, but also efficiently and ready to make a throw if the guy on third dares to come home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like the way he plays the game, it just it feels so sharp and smart and 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 uh, passionate as well. Yeah, I I would agree. I. I... <laughs> The things that the things that make me laugh is you know I I always talk to to Rossi about keep him in the lineup in the in the number one spot. Yeah, I love watching him going to home plate to start the ball game. That just cracks me up. I just can't get enough of that. You know, it's the the tip of the hat to the opposing manager, uh-huh. the fist pumps, and looking at the umpire and the catcher's face like, what the hell is he doing? He's fist pumping me. You know, the game hasn't started yet. And and Will Smith, the Dodger catcher, looked at him game one. He was leading off like, "Are you? What are you doing?" And he just he just, just cracked up. It was just great. I don't always say it on the air, but it's just great because they usually have a shot of it now, knowing that you know. But it's just and it's genuine, right? This isn't like, this isn't you know something he's trying to do to get attention or. It's just him, uh-huh. and he does it all over the field. You know what I mean? So it's not like, you know, this kid. He's just he's infectious. He really is, and he's and he's a great player, and he's doing really well. And he's not intimidated by a dang thing. Uh-huh. He was taking his swings against Kershaw, and it was fun to watch. And I, I, he is. He's a real shot of adrenaline to not only the Cubs, but. You know, if he continues this to the whole league, right? I mean, we need guys like that. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. It's a beautiful thing. And then. PJ Higgins made a play on a on a, a I forget whether it was a bunt or a or a swinging bunt, yep. but yeah, it was the bunt where he threw to third and it was like that is some Keith Hernandez stuff or obviously Anthony Rizzo like the the comfort to attack as a first baseman he can do a lot of things can he as a ball player he can he's had some good at bats and big moments and plays D at first a hell of a lot better than I expected from the backup catcher. I, I would agree. I, I would agree to all those assessments of him. He um, had big shoes to fill because the manager was talking so highly of him. David, you know, when we were talking before we tape a manager show, he said, you know, Kumi, he was two years ago, he was the best third baseman in the organization. I go, then why isn't he playing third? <laughs> you know, I, I was like, okay, he goes, because he, he can catch and he's good at it. And we've seen that part. He calls the game really well. And you know, he's he's a worker behind the plate blocking pitches. But, you know, David said, he goes, you're going to be surprised at his defense if, if it can show, you know, here. And, and it has. It showed he made he made a key play, not last night, but two nights ago at first base on a ground ball. That was an in-between hop, not an easy play. Um, if you're not an infielder, you look at it and go, yeah, routine play. But the bases were loaded. There were two outs and the game was tied. Those aren't easy plays, right? And I know it. And if you're an infielder, you've had that experience before. Um, and he made it and picked the ball out of the dirt and just a great play. And I went, okay, this guy can play. He's, he's, he's got that, 
that it factor of being able to handle the moment. And um, it's fun to watch. I'm really happy for him because you love seeing guys grind out the game and uh, get rewarded for it. And he's getting some serious big league time and might get a lot of big league time now. That's awesome. Um, And Coom, earlier in the day we were talking about about the All-Star game, um, the reserves getting announced this evening. Contreras is a starter. That's pretty awesome. Of all qualified outfielders in the National League, Ian Happ has the fourth best OPS. Fourth, fourth best of all outfielders at a deep spot. And the way that he's played, I hope he makes this team today. He deserves it, I think. Yeah, I would say he's been the most consistent Cub Um you know, him and Wilson, obviously, he's, he's been very good. He's been consistent. He's done the things right. Um, the issue that Ian's going to have is, is Contreras is already on the team. So mm-hmm. that, that could be a problem. And the outfield position, as you said, is very deep. Um, I, I hope he does. I hope he, I hope he makes the team. I, I hope some, some people in the league recognize what he's done this year. Um, but we'll see. The other thing is, even if he doesn't get announced today, and if that happens, which we hope it does, um, we hope he gets uh, selected. You know, things happen in this next week. So you got to, you know, you can hold out a little hope too, because some guys just bail on the game because they're banged up and things like that. So we'll see. Hopefully Ian will get a chance. Um, I know from playing in the all-star game one time, it's, it's a, it's a big time honor and it, it's a, it's a, it's something that you never forget. Well, I mean, th- that's the thing, Coom. Like, you, so you made it in '99, um, and and what what was that like for you? When you know, j- just just being named and then being a part of things for three days is is a, a is a bit of validation, isn't it? It's got to be. Yeah, it really is. It's it's one of those things where, you know, you you. I didn't anticipate it. I was having a very good year for for the Twins. You know, and um, you walk into that locker room and, you know, at that time there were, you know, there were a lot of good players in the league in both sides. You know, it was the McGuire-Sosa time with Bonds. It was, you know, Ken Griffey Jr., you know, Roger Clemens, you know, and at that time in the 99 All-Star game, it was also the All-Century team was around. So Ted Williams throughout the first pitch, you got to shake Ted Williams' hand. You got, you know, I got a chance to talk to Brooks Robinson. You know, um, it's just cool stuff, you know. I'm not staying unusual. Just like this memories, you know, the game was so anticlimactic. I was like, yeah, who cares? <laughs> you know, until I got in the game, that is. But before that, you know, Pudge Fisk, you know, Pudge was our team captain for the American League. Now, this is a guy that, you know, worked with me hitting for eight years in Chicago. Yeah. You know, and here he's our team captain. And, I'm playing in the game. So, I mean, it was like, you know, all the stars aligned for me that year. And in that game to really have a, an incredible experience is really cool. That's so cool. The Fisk, the Fisk connection is so I great. I got to have my dad there. That's oh. the other thing. You know, you think about it. I got to have my dad go to the All-Star game. Come yeah. on. You know, you're, you're dead, you're it's dead. really cool stuff, right? You know, I mean, yeah. you think about that, right? You know, they're just. You know, that's all really good stuff. Yeah. 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 No, it's 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 like, you know, mm-hmm. s- some of us some of us dream of uh, being able to take our dad to a game or like I took my dad to a World Series game. What one at Wrigley, right. one at Fenway, right. and it was like some of the most meaningful times ever. Yeah. Your dad got to see you play an all star game at Fenway Park. Yeah. That's not bad. That's not mm-hmm. bad, Coop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, and then uh, saw you be a Yankee. I, I loved that story yeah. too. You guys giggling, yeah. giggling on the phone about you being. Yeah, right. <laughs> you now you're really a Yankee because I hit a home run. <laughs> there it is. Um, well, Coom, you're the best. Enjoy your time out there. Thanks for uh, for being up early with us out there in LA. And uh, we'll we'll talk more uh, more Cubs at another time. But just um, great to talk to you as always. Appreciate you. You too. You too, Maddie. Look forward to seeing you in our booth here coming up soon. So you take care, buddy. All right, you too. That's Ron Coomer uh, joining us right there on the score. Um, I'll be in that booth, the Cubs radio booth, next Saturday, the 16th of July, uh, doing pregame and postgame, and we'll also do an inning of play-by-play in there. Coombs actually off that day, so it'll be me and Zach and Pat Hughes as part of the broadcast that day. I absolutely cannot wait. Thrilled. Um, It is right to give praise on a Sunday morning to an absolute killer for the White Sox yesterday. And we'll tell you about the ball games coming up for the locals today. We'll do that in a matter of a moment. All before Chris Camp got 1140 right here on Hit and Run on 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hit and run Sunday mornings, 9 a.m. to noon on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Chicago's sports station. Swing and a miss. We'll watch it again as this one sinks out of sight. Once again, good run, and this time he pumps it up there 94 miles an hour. 94 for Johnny Cueto. That's getting it done. Johnny Cueto was phenomenal yesterday. He threw eight innings of shutout ball. Eight innings. First starter for the White Sox to record an out in the eighth inning on a day when Carlos Rodon went nine for San Francisco on a day when... Uh, Clayton Kershaw went, what, seven and two-thirds for the Dodgers? It's rare to have a starter go that deep and be that good these days, and Johnny Cueto was that. He's been terrific, a 2.91 ERA, over 68 innings. I know we'll talk a little bit more about him with the great Chris Kampka, uh, maven of Minutia, who joins us at uh, about 11.40 or so. But listen to Sebi Zavala, who's actually done a very nice job 
uh, offensively and defensively up for the Cubs. We haven't really had a lot of conversations about how bad Yasmani Grandal has been or like, when's Grandal coming back? Because uh, Sebi Zavala's done a pretty nice job. He, he has not been the problem. Here's Sebi Zavala about Johnny Cueto. Says it's fun to work with him. Yeah, it's just real fun. We go through the game plan, like I said, uh, a couple of outings ago. We go through the game plan, and we see something different. We change it up, but it's all about being, throwing the unexpected things. Throwing unexpected things. That's awesome. Cueto's got a lot of pitches, and he can throw them at unexpected times. And, of course, he will use lots of arms and legs and various different wind-ups and a slide step, a non-slide step, uh, a leg hitch, uh, a big kick, a small kick, uh, a Louis Tiant-esque flip around, whatever. He does a lot of stuff. And unexpected is exactly what you get from Johnny Cueto. Um, and Sebi Zavala said it's tough to hit against him. Oh, it's tough when the guy's hitting his spots like he does all, all game. Um, it's tough sinking and cutting there, both sides of the plate. Change up back and forth. You never know. Like, as a hitter, you don't know what to look for. Don't know what to look for. Drew Hutchison pitches for the Tigers today. Against Michael Kopech. A uh, big one for Michael Kopech. I mean, I know they all are in the middle of this stretch. Sox really have to win every possible game. But Kopech coming off a, a one of his worst starts of the year and in the midst of a stretch um, that he would like to write. Um, I hope he's healthy and I hope his mechanics are back and locked up. They've been kind of erratic, as he has said. So Kopech against the Tigers. Um, for the White Sox, the lineup is Yuan Moncada leading off. Tim Anderson with a rest day here on a Sunday. Yuan Moncada, uh, Andrew Vaughn in the two-hole, Luis Robert, Jose Abreu, Gavin Sheets, who homered yesterday, Eloy Jimenez, Leori Garcia playing shortstop and hitting in the seven-hole. Josh Harrison and Reese McGuire is your catcher today for Michael Kopech and the White Sox. Uh, the Cubs later on today will get the Dodgers in the finale of their series out there, Drew Smiley will pitch for the Cubs a day after Marcus Stroman returned and pitched very well for the Cubs. It'll be Smiley against Julio Urias of the Dodgers. And I don't know that we've talked enough about Stroman. Stroman, um, we can hear from Stroman, actually. Sean, let's, let's hear from Marcus Stroman, who was talking about how good it felt to be back in the mix. As Stroman getting a chance to pitch and did indeed feel great getting back there and having a chance to pitch. Yeah, no, definitely was excited. Um, it's not, never fun being on the IL or being away from the team or building to get back, so definitely felt great to get out there, especially in L.A. on the West Coast. Um, yeah, it felt great to, to kind of be back in the mix. And Marcus said he found some things to provide a little consistency. I felt like it was pretty good. Um, I've been working. Even when I've been away, just mechanically with our coaches here, and I think we found some some things to, to work on going forward uh, to provide some consistency. So I'm excited to see the results. And then uh, this is the manager, David Ross, talking about Marcus Stroman, about how that ball was darting all over the strike zone and into the mitt. I look like the ball's moving all over the place, very efficient, clean, getting, uh, getting ahead of hitters, uh, kept guys off balance, got a little bit tired there at the end, it looked like, and still you know falling behind a couple of those. Uh, bottom of the order, guys was able to come back and make pitches, lock it in. Um, did a nice job of that. I thought uh, he had just a, a nice rhythm about the game that he pitched today. So uh, nice, nice start to have him back. 
That's David Ross talking about Marcus Stroman. Uh, Cubs-Dodgers at 310. Today, uh, Cody Decker will be with you to do down the line right at 2. And then Cubs pregame at 235 with our own Zach Zabin right here on 670 The Score. Todd is on the south side and is called Hit and Run and joins us right now here in the late morning. Hello, Todd. What's happening? Hey, good morning, Speaks. How you doing, buddy? Wonderful. Yeah, I, I just... I just listening to Coom. I just wanted to call in and share a story. I mean, what a great ambassador for baseball. I mean, forget about it, you know, being affiliated with the Cubs. I mean, just, I mean, just his humility when you were asking about his all-star appearance, you know, how Coom was that to flip it around and, and put the focus on all the other great players that were there and not talk about himself. And just, you can just tell he's the type of guy that just could be at a Little League game and we just love it because he loves baseball. And you have that quality, too, and your listeners appreciate it. But anyways, I'm, I'm a White Sox fan who grew up in a house whose dad kind of had a role. You root for two teams, the Sox, whoever's playing the Cubs. So this is a genuine uh, uh, role fest here for Coombe. Uh, I was a very young 24-year-old head baseball coach here in Illinois, and it was 95. It was the strike year. And back then, uh, Ron had a, a hit pitch. Clinic, I think it was in Orland called CF Swingtown, and I think he co-owned with Carlton Fisk. Mm-hmm. And I brought my in there to work out, and he sold shoes, I believe, through Reebok, if I'm not mistaken. And he gave you a deal if you ordered team shoes. And because of the strike, he was looking for places to work out. And he was like, hey, do you mind if I come in? It was early, you know, March, so the weather here, you know how beautiful it is in Chicago in, in early March. Uh, <laughs> you know, he said, can I come in and work out? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. And, and you, he couldn't have been nicer. He got down and took infield. He's the guy that I, I'm still coaching 30 years later. And how he taught my kids to do a rundown, I still, I still envision him and I use his name. And he got in the batting cage, and it was kind of cool to see, you know, to see a major leaguer in a high school batting cage. And uh, you know, the guy's eyes got like saucers just watching him when he kind of unloaded on a couple and. Uh, you know, he was even using a wooden bat, I think, just because he didn't want to hurt and hurt anybody. And and uh, and he wasn't even, I believe, I think that was the year he went up. So he was kind of a career minor leaguer. But uh, you could just see how how awesome he was, and just he was just so generous and kind. And he followed up, and you know, this is before cell phones. I'm that old, and uh, hmm. followed up with a phone call, and he checked in on the team a couple times. Just just a great guy, and I. I defend him all the time because my dad's 89 and crotchety, and anytime there's a call he doesn't agree with when we're watching the Cubs game, I'm like, Dad, I know he's with the Cubs, but he is a really good dude, and, and I know you'd like him. And, and anyways, I just wanted to say he's, he's the best, and, uh, and so are you, man. I, I just love people that love the game and love what they're doing, and, you know, I've got a big smile just thinking about baseball now, so you enjoy your day, buddy. Hey, Todd, I got a big smile after that phone call, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, I wanted to know where he uh where he coached. I want to know where he coached. Uh it man, that that is that is just tremendous. And I and I also want to know how Coomer uh taught him about the rundown and what he taught to people about the rundown. Well, next time. Todd, call again. Appreciate it. That was that was great, great stuff. And love that story on Coomer. Not the least bit surprised. Um, to hear that kind of thing. And yeah, 94, he was still a career minor leaguer. You're right. He was 27 years old, still in the minors. Coombe didn't make the majors until he turned 28 in 1995. And, um, you know, so that that's a dude who grinded. 
And it's easy to have respect for those, those kind of dudes, right? Speaking of that, I mean, it's crazy to, to look around and see both in the major leagues right now, Chris Bryant, who homered, was he homered twice yesterday? I think twice so. yesterday. yesterday yeah, yeah. Chris Bryant, who is up and now killing it with Colorado and healthy. And Mark Appel, who went first in that draft as a starting pitcher out of Stanford and just got to the big leagues last week for the first time. Think about how long you have known about Chris Bryant as a big leaguer, everything that he has gone through personally, professionally, ups and downs and injuries and and whatever, and that's all been at the big league level. And a guy taken ahead of him, three spots ahead of him in the same draft, lived a minor league life the entire time, the entire time that you've known about Bryant. Appel doing all that in the minors, and now he's in the big leagues for Philly. Is he still there? I think he's still there. Mark Appel. Congrats to him. He a, is. A week is. late or so. But, I mean, it's just it's crazy when you think about that time because, you know, you forget about guys, and you don't you don't realize. So just just amazing, amazing stuff. It's six seventy. The score. Matt Spiegler with you on Hit and Run. Let's talk to great Chris Kampka next on the score. It is Hit and Run on six seventy. The score. A glorious Sunday morning of baseball conversation concludes with me welcoming the wonderful Chris Kampka to the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Chris, you are uh, the guy I like to be cam connected to, the maven of minutia. Good morning. How are you? I am well. What's going on, Speaks? Hey, man. I, I was looking through your uh, Twitter feed. I like to see what has been interesting to my guy Chris Kampka over the last week or so. How about the walk differential in MLB this season for the White Sox that you had pointed out at the time of your tweet a couple days ago? So walks four minus walks issued. The White Sox a minus 109 in walk differential because they don't walk a lot and they uh, they walk too many um, as a pitching staff sometimes. But what caught me is the other four teams in the top five. That's not a good group, Chris Kampka. It's the Cincinnati Reds, the Kansas City Royals, the Pittsburgh Pirates, and the Oakland A's. That's a tough group to be in. Yeah, it's not. And um, it's especially puzzling since last year. They were very good at not walking. I mean, they're good at drawing walks. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, it's a big gap, which is troubling. Um, But, you know, like last year, for example, they were plus 101, sixth in the majors, wow. right? Wow. So you, you go to this year, and they're dead last by like 30 almost. So, you know, it, to, maybe it's the injury to Grandal that he was a big guy drawing a lot of walks. Makata's mm-hmm. um, walk rate is cratered this season. Um, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things that's frustrating because the walk difference doesn't just take into effect – how many times the Sox are walking, they're giving up a lot of them too. Yeah. It's, uh, so hopefully that's a trend that turns around real fast. Yes, yes. And, um, you, you know, it's an interesting stat, good telling stat. You also were, were tweeting about walks last night. Clayton Kershaw with uh, all those Ks and no walks, 67 games with 10-plus strikeouts, and 26 of those had no walks. Meanwhile, Nolan Ryan, 215 games with 10-plus strikeouts. Only eight of those had no walks. That's... 
that tells us that Nolan threw a lot of pitches <laughs> and was allowed to throw a lot of pitches and also uh, didn't know exactly where they were going quite as much as, as Kershaw. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, everyone talks about the strikeout record that Ryan had, and, of course, he was dominating um, – all-time record holder with 5,714 strikeouts. It sounds like I'm making that up, but it's it's true. But you lose sight of the fact that he has the most walks also, 2,795. Oh, man. That's almost 3,000. So, I mean, if you were to take, like, Kershaw, Maddox, and, say, Fergie Jenkins and add them up, I don't think those three guys have that many walks in their careers combined. Uh, so that, that's the thing about, you know, why Nolan Ryan in his career ends up with nearly 300 losses on his resume. Um, he, yeah, he didn't give up many hits, but the thing is, when you give up all those base runners, when you do give up a hit, it's amplified. And that just shows you how great Kershaw is, though. I mean, he's still got it. He looked excellent, excellent yesterday. He got in some jams. He had some guys in second base, you know, um, but he got out of the jams and, and got through uh, 10 strikeouts, no walks. Pretty awesome stuff. Chris Kampka joining us now, the Sultan of Stat from NBC Sports Chicago. Always comes with a good Cubs nugget and a good Sox nugget, and that is appreciated. Um, Johnny Cueto's been phenomenal. I've raved about him all morning with some numbers. What can you tell us about Johnny Cueto and the likelihood or, or lack thereof of doing what he's doing? Well, I mean, look at it this way. He's got eight quality starts out of ten starts. Now, if you take all the pitchers that have – at least 10 starts this season, and 80% of them being quality starts, you get a list of four. It's Joe Musgrove, Fromber Valdez, Alex Man- Alec Manoa, and Johnny Cueto. That's wow. it. Wow. And considering that he has eight quality starts out of 10 this season, if you, if you take Cueto going into this season, you have to go back 42 starts to find his previous eight quality starts. <laughs> and that stretches all the way back to April 28, 2018. So if you go from his start on April 28, 2018 through the end of 2021, he has eight quality starts there. And eight out of 42. Oh. And he's got eight out of 10 so far this year. It's been absolutely magical. And consider they signed him on opening day. Yeah. Uh, that, that That's amazing. You know, Tony La Russa said yesterday that he wished Cueto was there from opening day. He just meant like he wished they had gotten him earlier and gotten him up to speed earlier, right? It's, it's like it, it wasn't – he wasn't thinking that he should have stretched himself out as a big leaguer instead of going down to the minors and having done that. No, no. No, I think he just wishes that he had him already ready to go. They signed him earlier. Yeah. I mean, look, he's got eight quality starts this year. You know who else has eight quality starts? Jose Barrios, who signed a seven-year deal for $131 million. Wow, wow. And Barrios has given up a ton of contact this year, a ton of hits this year. All right, well, Cueto is certainly uh, you know the most consistent pitcher on that staff and right there with Dylan Cease at the top of that rotation right now, which is insane to say, but such is, such is the case. Um, on the north side, Seiya Suzuki comes back and looks like the Seiya Suzuki from the opening month when we were all kind of blown away, doesn't he? I mean, it's just so improbable consider the fact that prior to his injury, he went 32 straight games on a home run. Comes back and he hits a home run in two in a row. Not just a home run in two in a row. First one was the inside the park homer, and the next game was over the fence. And so I don't wonder when's the last Cub batter to hit a inside the park and over the fence homer in the same series. Huh. And you have to go back to Anthony Rizzo back in June 2006 at Cincinnati. But there was a game in between. 
So I wanted to know who's the last Cub to do it in consecutive games. And you have to go back to Sammy Sosa and end in 2001. Uh, the last series of the season against Pittsburgh at home, he homered over the fence, then the next day inside the park, then the next day after that over the fence. So he had a sandwich. Um, <laughs> and it was crazy. I mean, who's the last – I was just curious. Who's the last Cub to do one of each in the same game? You have to go back to July 27th, 1991. Ryan Sandberg had one of each against John Smoltz. Wow. In 91. That's that, that that's awesome. Um, Sandberg with one of each. I like the sandwich a lot, though. I like the uh, the Homer, then the inside the Parker and then the regular Homer, because the inside the Parker does seem like it is the creamy filling, doesn't it? Well, yeah, it does. And another fun fact about Seiya Suzuki, though. Yes. His inside-the-park home run went 44 feet further than his over-the-fence homer. <laughs> uh, 399 to 355. Uh, that's great. You know what? I, I love inside-the-parkers so much. Part of it is just the length of the play, Chris. It's like the tension builds, the excitement builds, especially if it's a, a risky send or a fun send. It's just you don't get plays that long very often. It, it's like the most exciting play in baseball. It's got to be. And I think another thing is that's very appealing about the inside park home run. You're not going to get one unless you're running out of the box right away. hundred you know, percent. All the times. Yeah. All the time you see a guy who hits a ball to the wall, looks like it could be a triple, could look, could be a double. And then you see him standing on first base. <laughs> well, you're not going to get away with that in an inside the park home run situation. So, you know, that guy that got the inside the park home run most likely earned that. Hmm. Um, congrats to Tim Anderson being named the starter for the American League at shortstop in the All-Star game. That's really cool. I didn't realize first White Sox uh, shortstop in the All-Star game since Louis Aparicio in 1970. Is that, that's just starting, though, right? Have there been other yeah. White Sox shortstops in the game since yeah. 1970? Okay, good. There has. Uh, Alexei Ramirez, I believe, was the last one. Mm-hmm. And well, he has the fun distinction of – he was the guy who replaced Derek Jeter in Jeter's last All-Star game. Wow. I think it was 2014. Wow. Also, Ozzie Gann, of course, made a few All-Star appearances. Yes. White Sox shortstop. There you go. But Tim, the first starter since Aparicio in 1970. Um, and then uh, I got to ask you this because you tweeted it at Jason Stark. I want to know the answer. Who has the second most career plate appearances without recording an extra base hit? I want to know why you asked that to Jason Stark. Or do you not want to give it up in case you end up on Starkville? I don't want to give up the answer, but <laughs> okay. The, the re- okay, the reason why I'm asking because it was because it has to do something with his co-host. Okay, uh, that makes sense. Okay, Got who it. may or may not be number one on that list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris, you are the best. Enjoy your day, and uh, you, you on the broadcast today? You working it? Yep, I'm here at the truck. Uh, we're going on at one at one p.m. Uh, the White Sox trying to get this split against Detroit. That's that's awesome. But you know, I, I, you do such great stuff on there. I'll tell you what was great was the first. I think it was the first 319 games of Rod Carew's career side by side with Luis Arise uh, in his first 319 games. That was really good because you can make it's the just, case. You know, I mean, Arise is so good. Yeah, he, I mean, he is just a hit machine. And he's been doing it since he got to the majors. Yeah. And the comparisons are pretty obvious. I mean, he plays second base. Um, not not a ton of power, but tons of contact, tons of hits. He's a big reason why they're in first place right now. And um, it's going to be tough to unseat Minnesota. Yeah, I, th- I think it is. I think it is, too. Thank you, Chris Kampka.
Kamka's the best. It's uh, Hit and Run saying farewell to you. Thank you so much to our guests on the show today. Chris Kamka, Ron Coomer earlier this hour, Jim Callis from MLB Pipeline, and James Fox from Future Sox and Sox Machine. Thank you to Sean Sears doing a great job producing. Thank you to the assistant producer, the associate producer, the call screener. Thank you to Ruben Spiegel for doing a hell of a job. Just in this final hour. First two hours, he was nowhere to be found. I don't know what he was doing. Maybe reading, playing on a tablet or whatever. So he doesn't get paid for today. doesn't get paid. But, you know, if he works three hours next week, we'll consider it. Have a wonderful day, everybody. CBS Sports Radio is next. Cody Decker at 2 o'clock down the line. Have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow on Parkinson Spiegel at 2 o'clock. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.